Welcome to Commercial Console. This is Tom Kadar, your host. Uh, we are a service company for all your commercial real estate needs, helping agents of all types and commercial needs clients connect to the right commercial broker for whatever type of transaction they need, whether it be a lease for a dentist office, buying an apartment building, or selling a warehouse. One of our thousands of commercial brokers in our network uh, which are local to you and experienced in that type of asset class and transaction uh, can connect with you and, and help um, all through that transaction. Uh, in our few, first few podcasts here, we're going to be focusing on uh, the transaction itself that commercial agents uh, or commercial brokers uh, complete uh, from their point of view and just looking at the normal co- course of happenings in those deals as well as things to look out for um, throughout those transactions. Today we're going to talk about buying an industrial property. Um, so that can mean a warehouse or a flex building or any combination of those, uh, that type of asset. Um, obviously industrial building is uh, usually has wide open spaces. Um, a flex building will be a combination of office space um, along with industrial space. Usually uh, industrial space about two thirds, office space about one third of the property. As opposed to our last episode, where we talked about representing the seller of the um, of the property, in this case, we will be working with the buyer, uh, which of course entails a very different process and uh, different contracts, different negotiation skills, and overall different method to um, completing the entire transaction. You will have a couple of different types of buyers. The main main two types are obviously the owner user the um, user of the building who will actually be occupying the space who, and also buying the property. And the other type will be the investor who is simply trying to buy the property for um, either putting in a tenant into the space or uh, if it is vacant or needs uh, work, uh, needs to be done on the property, then uh, they could be buying the property, uh, doing some value add work, uh, fixing it up or um, adding a tenant and then uh, relisting the property for uh, a higher price. The approaches of either of these types of buyers will be very different. They will be looking at uh, different types of properties and different types of uh, numbers on the property uh, in order to make their final decision. The main first step of helping this buyer into their warehouse location will be helping with financing. For the investor, it will depend on what type of buyer they are, as if they are a buy and hold investor, uh, long-term financing amortized over a 30-year um, period with a low interest rate makes the best sense. Uh, if they are a value-add investor, then they may be looking for short-term financing, which could consist of a hard money loan or interest-only financing which would allow for a smaller payment during the hold period, and it would allow for more uh, return on capital and lower carrying costs for the owner to do what they want to do. However, for the uh, owner-occupier of, uh, of an investment property who's looking to house their business in that property, there are some more options, such as the SBA loan, small business loan, which allows for a lower down payment to the owner, um, approximately 10%, which they could then finance the rest, the 90%.
and depending on structuring, the corporation that is housed there could be um, either paying the mortgage and owning the real estate, or it could be the one that signed the lease for the building, thus allowing the owner to show that there is a lease on the building and uh, allowing him to get financing for the building uh, from a bank based off of that lease. Either of these loans has pros and cons uh, attached to it, so it really depends on the buyer and what they're hoping to accomplish uh, with the property, which will then lead them to one of these financing options, which of course can be obtained through a number of commercial lenders, uh, which all specialize in various different asset classes and asset types. So it's very important to find a lender that is knowledgeable and experienced in the type of asset class, in our case, industrial properties, and also familiar with the type of buyer that you have in order to give the best type of financing for the, for the property and the buyer combined. For commercial agents, it's important to have a reliable and experienced and hardworking uh, commercial lender that they can trust um, for all types of commercial loans. And if they don't handle that particular loan type, they can refer it to somebody that does uh, have experience and, and knowledge in that asset class and loan type. Also keep in mind that as RESPA doesn't have jurisdiction over commercial loans, commercial lenders are able to pay out a referral fee or points to any commercial brokers that do bring them a deal. Something to keep in mind when finding a trusted commercial lender that you want to work with long term. Next up is identifying a industrial building that the buyer wants to purchase based off of whether they are the aforementioned buyer that is looking to own or occupy or they are an investor um, the numbers will change based off of uh, which category they fall into identifying properties will be easiest if looking on loopnet or costar also if the buyer has a specific area they are looking in Sometimes off-market properties can be identified by driving the areas and seeing for lease signs and calling owners directly and is an option, but not always recommended as those properties are motivated to lease and not for sale. But you never know the owner's motivations and they could be motivated towards a sale if given the right terms. Once you have identified uh, your property, writing an offer would be the next step. At this point, the financing is very important to have uh, completely in line so that it does not become an issue during escrow. The other terms that are very important, obviously the purchase price, any due diligence you wish to do on the property, whether you want a phase one, um, which might lead to a phase two environmental report. Other than that, it would be best recommended to look at any leases in the building currently, what what the terms are, what options they have, what rental increases, uh, the full terms of, of looking at that lease obviously is gonna be crucial to determining if, uh, if you are looking to take the space yourself um, or your businesses, or if you have another tenant to looking to move in or if you are looking for income from the building, obviously that lease is going to be crucial on uh, what kind of income you can expect from that building moving forward. 
gathering estoppels from all of those tenants will also be crucial to show that they don't have any right to the building as far as purchasing it or they don't have any further rights beyond the lease that uh, that is shown there in the documents going over all those terms within the offer will be crucial for the for the buyer and you to work together on uh, in addition to that the buyer will also be leaning on the commercial broker um, as their buying broker to give them comparable sales nearby that align with the property um, so that a reasonable dollar per square foot offer can be put together on the property um, but also that the seller will be interested in usually a 60-day escrow period um, can work to work through all the due diligence items needed it could be shorter or longer depending on the building and the size of the building any environmental issues that may come up during the process and the bank will want to do their own due diligence on the property as well as an appraisal which will be factored into the loan and of course that appraisal needs to come back at the purchase price or better in order for the buyer to receive the financing that he desires in addition to these items that i mentioned prior on the offer also a commission is delineated for the selling side um, which the selling side broker uh, requests that the listing side owner ownership group uh, provides a commission to them for executing on the transaction for this contract you can use a basic loi which is just a two or three page document signed by the buyer which is a non-binding contract um, that can be sort of used to start the conversation between the buyer and the seller for delineating terms or you could go straight to an AIR contract purchase contract which is has a lot more legalese language and a lot more terms um, which of course can get you quicker to the um, final contract in either case both documents will be sent to the selling side in which they will review uh, and redline any of the items that they don't agree with and put in terms that um, the selling side uh, wants instead and that document will be sent back to the buying group in which they will redline and counter terms that they don't like and this process will continue back and forth um, two three four five six seven times until both parties are happy with all of the terms once that is the case um, if there is an LOI then that LOI will move straight to the AIR or other contract which could be prepared by the seller and their attorneys and may have their own language attached to it in which of course the buyer should read very carefully with their own attorneys in order to um, protect themselves because obviously this contract provided by the selling group will have protections uh, for their side only once both sides attorneys have reviewed the contract completely everyone in, is in alignment then that contract can be signed by all parties and escrow can be opened once escrow is opened the seller should release all documents to the buyer in accordance with the property as far as the previously mentioned items such as the leases um, estoppels will have to be created with all the tenants in the building 
any due diligence items as far as uh, environmental reports will have to be ordered, title report, any CCNRs, covenants, codes, and restrictions, which is tied to the industrial complex. If there is an industrial complex, the seller should reveal any charges that is associated with the building as far as taxes, insurance, water, gas, fire, or anything else that can be associated with as uh, an expense for the building. During this time, the appraisal should have already been ordered and hopefully comes back quickly before the due diligence period runs out. And if the appraisal comes back at the right price, then there shouldn't be an issue at that point. The loan contingency uh, and other uh, due diligence items should be able to be removed. If there are still issues um, with the appraisal or if there are items that came up during due diligence, then that should be addressed with the seller prior to removing any contingencies. At this point in the transaction, the buyer has the upper hand as the seller is in escrow and is forced to be in escrow with the buyer for the entire due diligence period. It could be two months or more. Otherwise, the buyer can essentially drag out the whole process for quite some time. Prior to escrow opening, the seller has the upper hand as they are still able to court multiple buyers if necessary, and the buyer is vying for the seller's attention. But once the seller and buyer move into escrow, then the seller is essentially locked with the buyer until that due diligence period is over. The buyer at any time can obviously cancel escrow and move into another property if they so desire, but the seller is locked and cannot move out of escrow unless the buyer comes up with terms that they do not accept. Because of the upper hand that the buyer has here, they are able to go to the seller with any problems with the property and ask for credits to the purchase price or reduction in purchase price or additional work to be done on the property, such as a new roof or HVAC system. And the seller um, most likely will comply to some degree as any other buyer who comes into the property subsequently will be asking for the same items to be done. So it is in the seller's best interest to work with the buyer and negotiate through these items in order for a sale to take place. But after the due diligence period is over and the contingencies are removed and the deposit, usually 3%, is released into escrow, then obviously the power shifts back to the seller as they have the deposit of the buyer locked in place. And if the buyer cancels for any reason, then the seller could come after that 3% deposit, which the buyer has placed into escrow. But of course, that would be a difficult proposition. Uh, they would have to show damages uh, in the amount of that 3% uh, in order to go after it. Otherwise, it will be very difficult to take that money out of escrow and into the seller's pocket. But if they can show damages in the amount of 3% or more, then that money can be awarded to them through arbitration or the court system. Once the due diligence period is up and the buyer has removed all of their contingencies, then the final piece that all parties will be waiting for is the loan to fund. 
sometimes the lender may take more time to close and the buyer will request more time if the seller does not provide that time they will give, be given a demand to close in which the three percent deposit might become up for jeopardy but if the seller is amenable to work with the buyer then perhaps they will allow for an extension of time with a an additional 3% deposit or additional deposit done by the buyer to buy um, some, some more time. Well, that pretty much encompasses the overall high-level uh, overview of buying an industrial building. If you have more questions or would like to connect to us directly, my name again is Tom Kadar. We can be reached and found at www.commercialconsult.com or send us an email at info at commercialconsult.com. We would be happy to answer any specific questions that you might have on the process, or if you'd like, we'd be happy to connect you with a commercial consult broker who specializes in buying industrial buildings in the specific market type and area you're looking for. Commercial real estate is a very specialized line of work. Finding the right broker for a specific job can be a daunting task for anyone not in the industry. Commercial Consult connects residential agents, commercial agents, and commercial needs clients to top commercial brokers in any city and any asset class needed. Our brokers can help with buying, selling, and leasing any type of commercial property. We take care of the whole process. Be involved throughout the transaction, or just send the referral to us and receive up to a 25% referral check at closing. Do you know someone who is looking to lease a space for their restaurant? Buying an office building for a business? Selling an apartment building they own? Or even need a commercial loan? We can help. Our network of thousands of top commercial agents across the country have been hand-selected to make sure they consistently close deals in whichever field required. Be assured your client remains your client. Our brokers only help with commercial transactions they are specialized in and always refer back your client to you when they need additional real estate assistance. There are over $500 billion worth of commercial real estate business every year, guaranteed with clients you are already working with. Tap into your network and be a more comprehensive agent by providing commercial services. Simply fill out the form here with your information and the commercial consultant will reach out to you shortly to learn more about your transaction in order to put you in touch with the best commercial broker for the job www.commercialconsult.com info at commercialconsult.com